Take me, won't you, even if it's crazy Babe, I wanna All the this and that opinions Crash and tip, I had to mention Babe, I wanna Treat you, love you, touch you, hold you Know you, fuck, I wanna show you Babe, I wanna Lift you, kiss you, dwell inside your temple This could be so simple Babe, I wanna Through these eyes of mine, you still divine Don't be surprised that Babe, I wanna When I make you quiver, shiver, bite your lip It makes me sick, cause Babe, I wanna Every time we scream from when I'm in your senses Get replenished Babe, I wanna Do the things you think of when you dream And keep you far from sinking Babe, I wanna Babe, I wanna Hey, what's up, everybody? It's uh, 2019 Episode 20, this is Self Truths to Shit. I'm your host, Joshua Self. I want to talk a little bit about some things that have been going on lately near the beginning of 2019. But before we get there, I want to set the stage with some things that happened in 2018. As some of you know, but for those of you that don't, for many, many years, for more than a decade or so, Craigslist has had personal ads where people would post what they're looking for and try to find ways to hook up with other people online. Backpage also had similar ads where people would just post like, this is what I'm looking for, hoping people would respond. <clears throat> Later on, these uh, spaces on both Craigslist and Backpage were mostly dominated by uh, working women looking for clients. But in 2018, both Craigslist and Backpage were shut down. So Backpage was shut down entirely. Like there is no more Backpage at all. Craigslist only had its personal ad section removed from its site. This is like the government stepping in with the motivation being we want to crack down on child pornography and we want to crack down on sex trafficking. Like that was their stated objective. Near the very end of last year, 2018, Tumblr also got hit with uh, similar pressure from the government and decided to remove all of their adult content from their website so, again, it was we're trying to crack down on child pornography and we want to crack down on sex trafficking. So, this is the, the backdrop, you know, the cultural climate at the time. This brings us to very early in 2019, we have this story of Centoya Brown who was, at the age of 16, convicted of first-degree premeditated murder, along with some other charges, for killing a man who was 43 at the time, a Johnny Allen. So her story has been in the news before, but was recently brought back to light because she was granted clemency by Governor Bill Haslam. 
So before I get into how I personally feel about this situation, I want to discuss a few of the facts before we uh, get too far. One, at the time she committed this murder, she was 16. She was um, a victim of really unusual um, circumstance growing up. Like she had a really hard time. Um, <clears throat> she, at the time, was staying with her boyfriend slash pimp, a man who calls himself Cutthroat. So you can already tell that he was really not a nice guy. Um, it's clear that he was, at the very least, emotionally abusive, verbally abusive, sexually abusive. And she met this Mr. Johnny Allen at a Sonic in Murfreesboro, which at least at the time was a popular red light area. So, I mean, every major city's got to have one of those at least. So this one was apparently at a Sonic. I don't know if that's good for Sonic's business or not, but I guess if you have people hang out in your area and they sometimes buy food, I could see that being good for business. So she meets this guy at the Sonic. They negotiate, and the deal was $150 for sex. So Alan takes her home with him, and at some point during the night, she shoots Alan in the back of the head while he's naked and lying down in the bed. So <clears throat> a lot of people were rallying behind her because Miss Brown was a very young woman at the time, and she was given the maximum sentence possible for first-degree premeditated murder, which was 60 years before she would be eligible for parole. So there is case law that sets a precedent for this being the uh, penalty like 60 years before you're eligible for parole for first-degree premeditated murder. So it's not exactly unusual. There's um, <clears throat> the ability to have that sentence reduced by 15% uh, to a maximum of 51 years before someone would be eligible for parole. So there's a few other things that needs to be discussed before we really get to the conclusion. First, after Centoya Brown was convicted of first-degree murder, um, sometime later, uh, the government in Tennessee made some changes to the way it ruled on certain things. For example, a minor could no longer be charged with prostitution this happened after Centoya Brown had been convicted of first-degree murder. So <clears throat> a younger woman like Centoya Brown would have been, who technically was a prostitute, would no longer be able to be charged as a prostitute. That's a big change. Two, a minor could not receive the maximum penalty for first-degree murder anymore so she was already convicted but 
the rules changed later on to where if she had been tried at a different time, you know, five or six years later, she would not have gotten this maximum sentence. But because she, you know, would have been charged before the laws had changed, it's like she was kind of stuck in there, you know? So there's this um, political setting. These laws are making changes and on the one side. On the other side, we have testimony. We have recorded phone calls that showed that she really didn't have any type of remorse for what happened. <clears throat> she had admitted on a recorded phone call that she had killed Johnny Allen because she wanted to see what it was like to kill somebody. She admitted that Johnny Allen did not threaten her, that he did not force himself upon her, which kind of undermines her self-defense claim. She attacked a nurse while she was at a psychiatric ward and said that I'm not just going to shoot you once like I shot the other guy. I'm going to shoot you three times, which these things to me suggest that clearly she's mentally unstable and she doesn't really regret the fact that she killed this man. Now, there's one other factor to look at, and that is the fact that this happened more than a decade ago. So when Governor Haslam granted her clemency, her clemency wasn't to start till August of 2019. And at that time, she would have served 15 years in prison. So it's not like this is a recent event. She's had many, 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 many years to think about what she did and has had a chance to you know, reconcile with herself, reconcile with others. She had a documentary done on her. So she's had a time to really think about you know, what happened. And I'm inclined to believe that prison can change people, especially when you're in there for so long. Like the person who she will be coming out is not the same person who she would have been going in. So I think my issue with this whole situation is that so many people jump behind her without understanding the facts. Like it's hard for me to really say, hey, we should let this person out of prison, even though they kill someone without being threatened by the person that they killed. A lot of people say, oh, she's a victim of sex trafficking. And, you know, she was abused and all this, which is true. The problem is that the person that she killed was not her abuser. The person that she killed was not trafficking her. She just killed a John, you know, a, a client, basically. When we look at the terminology that the media uses to paint a particular picture, terms like he bought her versus he paid her. So... The same thing is happening, but it's interpreted by us differently. Like, he bought her sounds very, very, very criminal. Like, it sounds very, he took her against her will, that he had a power over her, um, and almost that he paid someone else, like, not paid her. But he paid her sounds like she's a willing participant, that she was active in whatever was going on, that she had full control over herself and her own actions. 
when we hear terms like, oh, she was a prostitute, she was a murderer, while these may be factually correct, it paints the idea that basically she's a criminal. On the flip side, if you say she's a victim of sex trafficking, it's like she can, didn't have any type of agency in what was happening to her. So when we look at these type of situations, when we see the words that the media is using, depending on what side of the issue the media is on, like that particular media outlet, it makes the story look a lot differently. So based on our current climate, the way our culture is right now, we're much more prone to sympathize with a woman who is a victim of a sexual abuse, physical abuse, that particularly because when this happened, she was a minor, like that whole scenario really creates like a lot of sympathy for her. Now I understand that, but I feel that people rush to this conclusion without understanding the full situation because the person that she killed was not threatening her in any way. Like the fact that his hands were clasped together, his back is turned to her, he's laying down, he's naked, like he's not a threat in any way, but she kills this guy. And the ballistics evidence says that she killed him at most six inches away. So basically point blank range, execution style to the back of the head, blam, this dude's dead. And killing the man in this manner, like he wasn't a threat to her. Like it's hard for me to say we should let this person out when she killed this guy essentially in cold blood. And later on, she it's almost like she's trying to cover it up. Like she steals his car, she steals his guns and a little bit of cash that he had. She takes the car to a Walmart or a truck, an F-150 specifically, takes it to a Walmart, gets a ride from a different person to the hotel where she was staying. So, like, leaving the car there and catching a ride with someone else, like, these are not the actions of a person who's acting in self-defense. These are not the actions of a person who feels remorseful for what happened. And that's what I take issue with. It's not that she wasn't a victim a circumstance. It's not that shitty things didn't happen to her, but being a victim does not absolve someone of being a criminal. Like you can be a victim and be a criminal at the same time. And I don't know if being a victim means you shouldn't be punished for committing crimes. Cause she clearly killed this guy and she clearly killed him without provocation. And that's the issue. Like she killed this dude who was no threat to her whatsoever. So if she killed her pimp boyfriend, Cutthroat, I've been okay with it. Like, yeah, get her out of there. Like, that dude's clearly abusing her and all that. But she wasn't acting in self-defense in this particular instance. And that's why it's really hard for me to hear all these people, like, freeze Centoya Brown, freeze Centoya Brown. It's like, ah... I mean, yeah, her life sucks. All the shit that she had to go through up to this point was terrible. That doesn't justify murder. I mean, could you imagine, like, picking up a woman after you paid her 
and then she just kills you like while you're asleep. Like that's fucked up. Like you know, she admits that he didn't threaten her. So there, there's no indication anywhere of self-defense. There's no indication anywhere that this man was threatening her in any type of way. But she still said, fuck it, you're dead. Now, I said all of that to say this. I'm actually okay with the governor granting her clemency. My reasoning is, one, she's been in prison for, or she would have been in prison for 15 years by the time she is released. And she'll have to be on probation for an additional 10 years. So it's not like she's really getting off scot-free. Which basically is like she served more or less 25 years by the time it's all over with. And to me, for murder, that's typically about what you would expect in our society is someone to serve 25. So the fact that she's also minor, like when it happened, um, you know, these extenuating circumstances, I'm okay with the governor granting clemency. Mm-hmm because of like the political implications that we have right here because the laws have changed since she was in there and her case specifically prompted the change in the laws that we have right now. My only fear is that I hope that the governor didn't grant her clemency because he felt political pressure because celebrities and other A-listers were campaigning so hard for her release. Like, I hope that he didn't just cave into their demands because clearly I don't think they're really looking at the case either. They see a minor woman, sex trafficking. Oh, she's got to be innocent. Like, she can't be a criminal in any type of way. She's clearly a victim. And I don't think that's the case here. But the fact that the laws have changed and that she's already served 15 years People get way more time for less offenses and way less time for equally heinous, sometimes more heinous offenses. So 15 years, I, I think that's that's justice served. Close to 10 years probation, it's like you really can't fuck up for 10 years or you go right back to prison. Now, if she gets out and kills somebody, mm, I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. And the worst part about it all, when Tumblr got rid of all their adult content, I went to delete my Tumblr account, right? And I cannot fucking remember my password, so my Tumblr is still there. And I've gotten more followers on my Tumblr in the past month and a half since they changed the adult content and got rid of it than I had the entire time I've had my Tumblr, which is like three years now. So that's that's extremely frustrating. Anyway, y'all have a great week. I'll catch y'all next time. I can think of a ton of times I was a distraction like my body was underlined My presence is a chasm and it hit like a hundred times Tevin is a character, could Tevin be one of mine? I think I finally figured out Nah, wait, never mind, maybe I'm tripping now For a second I reckon maybe my perspective is separate And with that I see some shit we can get around I'm chilling with a smoke in the pancake Looking and feeling solid like a bowler that can't break But I know what you can say Tevin is so cold, he make your shoulders and handshake 
party gauge If I'm a meanie or I'm clingy like waterway Now that I know you wanna show you all the things And if you with it, you can get it in all the ways In all the ways Love me, hate me, harm me, take me, want you Even if it's crazy Baby, I want you 